Welcome to The Weekly Kate, a pop culture podcast that wants to spill the tea and explain all the things. As an ICU nurse who frankly needed a break during the pandemic, and since pop culture is my passion anyways, I decided to start this podcast as an outlet and a source of happiness for not just me, but for all of you. Join me each week as myself and many guests, most of whom are my family and friends, break down the latest entertainment news, royal news, reality gossip, Bravo drama, and I even insert a few things from my own crazy life. I can't wait for you to get to know me and the show, and I hope you will join me on this adventure to spill it all. New episodes drop every Thursday. Make sure to subscribe and follow the show for more at The Weekly Kate for up-to-date news and content. Welcome back to The Weekly Kate, the weekly show where I, Kate, tell you all you need to know what's going on in pop culture, royal news, celebrity gossip, my own personal life, which is not as exciting of what's going on, you know, around the world. But I've actually, I've gone somewhere and I have a story to tell. Welcome back to the show. Thank you for being here. I'm sorry there was no episode last week. I worked Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and by the time I realized it was Wednesday, I was like, I have no energy for a show. And while I simply sit here and talk to myself... It's a performance nonetheless. That's 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 too much. Performance is a harsh word. It's it's a it's putting a hat on. And I didn't have the energy for a said hat because I had to plan to go to my cousin's wedding last week, which was spectacular. Congratulations to the newlyweds. I had a great time. It was my first wedding in almost three years, other than Kara's um Zoom wedding, which I did attend and dressed up for, but it was my first in-person wedding in almost three years. It was amazing. It was so fun. There's something about having a family member get married. And like, while one could argue, like I have some friends that are closer than some family, just like age, life, proximity, things like that. There's nothing like a family wedding because you're a VIP wherever you go. Like, who are you? I'm the groom's cousin. Oh, obviously. Myself and my cousin look nothing alike. <laughs> there's there's no family resemblance between, between the two of us. Like, none. But my brother and his sister actually do look quite alike. Anyway, like, so, like, I went to this wedding. People, like, don't know me because I, like, don't live. They got married in Jersey. I don't live in New Jersey or New York. Like, I'm not around a lot, but like, I'm the groom's cousin. I sit at the good table. I get in the pictures. I had a front row seat. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's just something about a family wedding and like, it's so personal and like, so like heartfelt that like, it, it just, it like, it hits different, you know, like it, it hits different. I haven't had a close friend get married since Anna. So like I had a lot of like wedding emotions kept up inside, but I have to say I did get quite emotional at one point because actually two reasons. So this, this was such a beautiful day. They got married in like a wedding garden at a like mountain lodge resort. It was beautiful, like stunning. Whoever did their flowers was, it's like, it's stunning. And I didn't cry during the ceremony, but their reception was so beautiful. They came in, they were announced 
and they like wait to start their first dance and I hear the song and I recognize it and I'm like, this is beautiful. It's Can You Feel the Love Tonight? But it wasn't sung by Elton John. But when I tell you like three words in, the entire party was crying. Like everyone was like, <laughs> like my grandmother was in pieces, which made everyone else cry. But I was like, I looked at my mom. I was like, why am I so emotional? And she was like, because it's beautiful. Because it was like, I was so moved. I was, even my, even my little brother was the best. I mean, even he was standing up there crying. Like it was, it was like, oh my God, this is just so emotional. And it was just like, it was almost too much. Like I, I, I felt such like, like I could feel the love that night. You know what I mean? And it was so beautiful. Oh my God. Like if I think about it, I'm going to cry. It was so, it was so beautiful. And then the, my cousin's new wife danced with her dad and they danced to butterfly kisses, which I have not yet said this on the pod. I cannot listen to that song. I cannot think about that song. I cannot think about thinking about that song. I can't, I cannot hear it because I will be in pieces. I listened to that song when I was first like, maybe like seven or eight. And as you all know, as fans of the pod, I am my father's only daughter. So like I carry all of the like father, daughter cliches (laughs) and expectations. And what's the word I'm looking for? Like, um, all the things a father wants to do with his daughter. I'm the only one to fulfill that. Right. So like my whole life, my dad talked about walking me down the aisle. My whole life, my dad talked about our dance at my wedding, my whole life, things like that. Like I went to father daughter dances, like the whole bit. So I, I heard this song as a child and it like broke me because like you hear this father talk about his daughter growing up and like, I knew 20 some odd years from then that I would be a mess. And I, 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 like, if you are married and you dance with your dad to that song, how you survived it, I will never understand because it's, it's so sweet and lovely and beautiful, but also like it fucking guts you. It fucking guts you. And I sat next to my dad during this song. Cause like, I'm not going to get up and leave. Like I'm not going to leave during someone's dance. It's so disrespectful, but I was like, barely breathing or else I was going to blubber. And then I look up and my brother's crying and I'm like, Oh my God, see what's crying. Like <laughs> I can't do it. I can't do it. Anyway, it was so beautiful. It was so much fun. I had no problems with my outfit this time around, which I know is such a surprise. You're so shocked. I didn't even mention it. I didn't even mention it in an outfit. Did I mention it actually? Let's pretend I didn't. I got a dress from a company that I saw on TikTok <laughs> that I then found on Instagram to like test their legitimacy. They're legitimate. It's called Baltic Born. And it was like a smocked, semi like sheer overlay, puff sleeve dress. I'll post a picture of it. People stopped me in the middle of this wedding and said, where did you get this dress? And I was like, fuck yes thank you oh my god they're like you look amazing 
where did you get this dress? We love it. Two girls, two pretty girls stopped me and asked me about my dress. I was like, oh my God, I have done it. I had no stress about what I was going to wear. I found my outfit months ago. And it's two random people who I don't know, who I think were the bride's friends, now looking back on it, stopped me in my tracks and asked me where I got my dress. And isn't that what we all want is to walk into a party and have someone go, where'd you get that? And that happened to me. And I just like, thank you universe for that because I really needed it because you know me, I spend six months worrying about an outfit. (laughs) It goes to shit anyway. So I'm very pleased. I will be ordering from that company again. I do hope they sponsor the podcast because I've said their name 16 times. I will tag them in the show notes and also in stories so you can find them if you wish. But they, they did a good job. I, yes. But anyway, it was, it was such a beautiful day and it's so nice to like be a VIP at a wedding, but also not be in the wedding. You know what I'm saying? Like my little brother, Steven, I mean, he's 28. Like he's not, if you're an older sibling, you get it. He was in the wedding. He's the best man. And he was like, I got to do all this stuff. Like not complaining, complaining, but like just, you know, like a outside list. And I'm like, I'm just going to show up, man. (laughs) I did get ready an hour and a half early to be in a family picture, which like, that's cool. But then I got first dibs at the drinks and the food, which also like, yay me. And then I got a front row seat. And what something I did find strange, just actually not strange, but like kind of nice and proper is that we, this, the ceremony was outside and there was like two, you know, two blocks of chairs, an aisle, la la la. And then there was like a, where the cocktail hour would be like a pavered, paved path and tables and all that. Absolutely no person sat in a chair, like where the ceremony was until they were told, which seems like that's exactly what you're supposed to do. But in reality, when you're sitting there and it's like time, it's like time to go. Like the wedding party is lined up and everyone's not in a seat. The wedding planner looked around like, can you all sit down? (laughs) Like she almost was like, um, you have to sit for this. (laughs) I just like, you know me, I love a good etiquette and like, perhaps we should have sat sooner. I don't, I'm not sure. Like, I don't know. Like we, every single person waited to be told, which I find amazing. Like that's amazing. Anyway, it was, it was awesome. Their, um, pastor who married them was so like full of life. And I could tell that he really knew them well. And like, he just said such beautiful things. He did bless, hopefully bless them with 15 children, which like I'm telling you now, Billy and Gianna, like you don't have to have 15 kids just because your priest tells you because I, at my wedding, he said they was going to have 12 kids and currently they're zero. So, <laughs> so don't fret, <laughs> don't worry. But it was, it was a beautiful day. I had so much fun. I took a billion pictures. Paul and I got two, not one, not one, two good pictures that are Christmas card potentials. And you know me, January 1st, I'm like, okay, let's plan the Christmas card. What are we going to look like? What are we going to portray to the world about our year? And I have options. I have options. And not only do I have options, I started a folder in my phone that says Christmas card options. And there's like 
12 pictures in it. I like, I can't, like, he's doing such a good job. He practiced his smiles. I know he did. I know he practices. And I'm just so pleased. Because now I'm going to have, maybe we're going to have a multi-photo card with different points of our year. We've been on two trips already. Been to this wedding. We're going on a trip for anniversary in October. I mean, we have potential. Which it's August, so I'll come back in December and be like, "This motherfucker fucked up my photo," and like I'll get really mad. But for now, we have options, which is pristine, which is so great. Because last year's picture, may I remind all of you, and I'm sorry if you didn't get a card, was a selfie, and I hate that. But now I have options, and I'm so happy. Anyway, happy, happy wishes to the new couple. I will tag them if you want to send them my wishes or money, whatever. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> whatever you feel like doing. Um, I was just, it was so fun. Like I had the best, I had the best time, honestly. Like it was so fun. Even my grandma at one point, like got up on the stage and like shook her ass around, which like is kind of surprising because she needs people to hold her up. But it was... <laughs> So <laughs> the crowd went crazy. Let me just say, like the crowd goes wild when grandma stood up and like shook her ass. It was so fun. But I will be honest, I did take off my shoes right after cocktail hour because fuck, I don't wear heels. I had blisters from my plastic shoes the day before because I got these cheap ass jeweled shoes from Target that are cute as fuck. But Oh, I forgot to mention, I went to Jersey a day early to see Caitlin, which we frolicked around town. It was a lovely time. But by frolic, I mean walked everywhere because she lives in a city and like that's what you do. And I wasn't in the correct shoes. And by the time I realized that, I had blisters on both my pinky toes. And then I was like, fuck, this is really going to mess me up for my shoes tomorrow. And it did. You know? So let me just say, like I was the first person to take my shoes off and I hope no one judged me, but those two girls who stopped me about my dress did stop me when I didn't have shoes on. So like, I don't think those cute girls cared. So this cute girl's not going to care. Right? I think so. Yeah. I love a family wedding. I do. There's something so elite about it. And my brother, like, I don't know why this is going to sound so weird. <laughs> this is going to sound so weird. I was like feeling very proud that he was best man and like, really like in tune to what he was saying about our cousin and just like really like I want I now that I'm like processing it I think this is the first time like I see my brother as a man oh my god but like you know what I mean like you look at like he's like a man now like he's like his best man in a wedding like he's he's like important not that he's not important but like you know, you know, you get what I'm saying. If you're an older sibling and you see your little sibling, like in this light, like, you know, like when the light shifts, like you get it. Like, I'm just so proud, you know, and his speech was great. So there was a little kerfuffle and I'm going to fill you in on some tea because, um, I don't know this person and I am wholly betting on that. They won't listen to this, <laughs> but there was a little bit of a kerfuffle with another one of the invited guests who may or may not have been a part of the wedding that I'm going to give a surprise. Overstepping on my brother's best manhood and like essentially trying to be the best man when he wasn't the best man. 
And it was like so uncomfortable to the point where my aunt had to pull the wedding coordinator aside and be like, you need to tell this schmuck that he is not the best man, that my nephew is the best man. And he deserves his spotlight. Lately, he deserves his shine, you know? But then, but then, this guy who may or may not have been in the wedding, may or may not have been in the wedding, made a speech after my brother. (laughs) Oh my God, the uncouthness of it all. I was like, oh shit. And even if my cousin had asked him to, I get it, but I don't think he did. And I'm just like, oh my God, this is so uncomfortable. But my brother, during his speech, like he knew he was going to do it because the guy was already standing up and like it was like really pathetic kind of actually. And my brother goes, I am the closest thing that he has to a brother. And I was like, oh my God. Like it sounded like a threat. (laughs) I was like, shit. Did anyone else hear that? Oh my God. Tension. Like, whoa. And it was just like, I'm telling you, like I've never witnessed such like silent aggression at a wedding. Like I was like, oh God, like this is like really uncomfortable. Like so uncomfortable. But my brother's speech was just impeccable. And like this man, guy, person did not upstage him. He only looked silly. And that's what I'll say on that. And like, sure, I'm biased for my brother. And like, as the best man, like I want him to shine, you know? And like, if it was what my cousin wanted, like, of course he should get that. But like, come on, you know, like I... As a person who was worried about people doing rogue speeches at their own wedding, I can certainly understand the anxiety. I certainly can. But what didn't happen in any speech, which I really, I really fucking hate this about weddings. People get up there and they start being like, well, when me and the bride were four, or when me and the groom were seven, we did this dumb blah, blah, blah. And they talk for 20 minutes about inside jokes that no one else understands and everyone's bored. Nothing like that happened. All speeches, including the unsanctioned one, were appropriate and fine. Which, like, thank God. Just, like, relax. And it was just, it was such a good time. Like, I had so much fun. I had so much fun. I can't go to a wedding every week because, like, I was exhausted. And, like, by 10 o'clock, I was like, I'm an old person. There was an after party. And I was like, I cannot hang. I'm so tired. I went to sleep before my mom. So like, you know that I was tired. And I didn't really drink at this wedding because you know me, I get so swollen. But I was like, I had, what did I have? I've had probably the equivalent of like a glass of champagne. Probably. Now that I'm thinking about it. Just like to toast. Because like, I don't want to put bad luck on you because I am like holding up a toast and not drinking it. You know what I'm saying? I could have done water. Like, sure, yeah. But like, I don't know. But this wedding was outside. I even still got swollen. (laughs) God, I need to go to the doctor. I really do. I'm actually going tomorrow because my blood pressure might or may not be high. And I just need to figure that out. I really need a Xanax. I wonder if she'll give you one. You don't need to know that. But that's just my own personal wonderment. If my doctor will give me a Xanax and sympathize with me. I think she will. 
Anyway, it was a great, great weekend. That's why I didn't have a show because I had to come back here and tell you all about the wedding of the people you don't know. <laughs> but it was great. I'll upload photos. One thing that happened that I am telling you brought me the most joy. Oh my God. So I don't know what song this is, but this wedding was in Jersey. My family's Italian. Well, actually, how I'm related to my cousins through my Irish side, not the point, but he is Italian through his father. The bride is Italian. There was this song. I don't know if it's called what I'm about to say, but they said it enough times that I could assume that. It's a song called Cut the Mozzarella, which if you're not from New Jersey or New York, mozzarella is mozzarella cheese, which like, I realize that might be obvious, but I'm just letting you know. And this song was essentially like a chant. That was like, got the mozzarella, got the mozzarella, got the motherfucking mozzarella. And I have a video of my brother singing it at me. And it's so funny. Oh, my God. It's my favorite thing. It's my favorite thing. It's so funny. And, like, it, it sounded like a rally cry at an Italian wedding, you know? And everyone was, like, making, like, cut, like, X's with their hands. It was so fucking fun. Oh, my God. Like, I loved it so much. I loved it so much. I wish my cousin could get married all the time. I did look at him at one point and like, this is mean of me, but I looked at him and I was like, you still look like you're five to me. And he was like, that's so fair. I'm 27. Like, I know you are, but something about his face just looks like he's looking <laughs> and I can't unsee it. He's like, my family calls me Catherine. First of all, he's like, Catherine, that's not fair. I'm like, I know it's not fair and I know it's not rational, but I look at you like you're small. Because I grew up away from my family. Like, we always lived, like, separate. So I only saw my cousins once, twice a year. So, like, in my head, he is small. <laughs> in my head, he's 10, eating pizza on a boardwalk, you know? This is, like, you know the phrase babies don't keep when they say, like, all mothers get sad when their babies turn one because, like, they're not, no longer babies and they get bigger and all that? I am that person with everyone I know. Like, I can't stand it when someone grows up. Like, I really, I really can't. <laughs> Every time I see my nieces, I'm like, oh my God, you're so big. You're so tall. And they're like, we're, we're big girls now. We're grown ups. I'm like, okay. Like, that's harsh. But like, my 27-year-old cousin just got married. Like, I need to relax. <laughs> like, he's not four anymore. But I look at his face and all I see, all I see is a five-year-old. And I ask my cousin who's my age. She's like, no, I, I think the same way. Like, I, I think the same. I'm like, so maybe it's, maybe it's not just me. But it was... It was a great time. And Paul was there. You know that because we took pictures, but he had an awesome time too. He was like, this is my first Jersey wedding. I'm going to count the pinky rings, which he only saw one, but one was enough. He was so, he pulled me aside. He goes, that guy has a pinky ring on. I was like, and? He was like, I'm just letting you know, like, I'm really excited. <laughs> I was like, okay. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah. That's really all I have. I There is pop culture. Most of it is sad. I'm just going to run through it real quick. And while I would like to give full dissertations on these events, it's old news at this point because I didn't have a pod last week. So if it comes up later, I'll talk about it. Kim Kardashian and Pete Davidson broke up after nine months of dating. I am not surprised. I said that they were ill-suited the whole time. Khloe Kardashian had her baby via surrogate. I think with Tristan Thompson. I'm still wanting to name the baby false. 
because True's name is True. We don't know the baby's name yet. We're on the street. That'll be Robert. But when she was pregnant with True, and they didn't know True was a girl, she said that she would name it Junior, like Tristan Junior. Over my dead body is Chloe going to name this baby Tristan. She she better not even give it the last name Thompson. Fuck that. False Kardashian. That's what his name is. Um, sadly, Anne Hage has died at the age of 53 after um, a car accident that left her, I believe, anoxic, which is why her family decided to withdraw life support. Um, she had been under the influence of substances and drove a car into a parking garage. And then into someone's home, which that person was not injured. However, they lost their home. The car was on fire. She had many, many injuries and burns. One thing I will say about the reporting of that story, nothing really to do with the victims or Anne. As a healthcare worker, I really have a disdain for when people are reported to be in a coma. Because it's not untrue. But like everyone's like, oh, she's in a medically induced coma, which we now refer to as sedation. We no longer use that verbiage of like it's medically induced coma to relax her brain. Like we don't we don't say that anymore. And the word I don't even know if we use the word coma that often, like truly like this person's in a coma. Like I I don't know if my career I've ever heard that. But the reporting was that she was put in a medically induced coma because of her burns, but in fact she was anoxic from her injuries and she had no she had very little brain function. So it just it just bothers me. Like it's semantics, and I realize that. Like it doesn't matter at the end of the day, like her family is grieving her loss, but like it just irritates me. That's all. Um, to continue this super sad thread, Olivia Newton John has also died after a 30-year battle with breast cancer. She will be so missed. She was such a light in this world. I mean, she was Sandy. Like, she's an icon. And she'll be remembered fondly. I know. It's just, it's very sad. But she died surrounded by family. And I believe it was her wish. So that's what we can hope for, you know. This is interesting news. Tom Brady has been temporarily dismissed from the Bucks. He's going to miss two weeks of training camp and everyone's thinking it's because he's getting divorced from Giselle, which like is something I could not comprehend. But Caitlin made an excellent point when we were together that she thought him coming out of retirement was like a jab at Giselle and like the life that she could see in front of her, like with a retired husband. And now maybe he's like either reneging that or like trying to win her back or like we're going to do a divorce. I don't know. Like the people of the internet are like ablaze, but it's, it's just interesting. So I'll, I'll report back. Serena Williams is on the cover of September Vogue saying that she's going to retire after the U S open, which this will be her last grand slam. Hopefully she'll end on a win based on Wimbledon. I don't know, but I am a Serena stand till I die. So there's that. Last but not least, there's other news, but like I simply don't care. Last but not least, Teresa Judice got married to Louis Aurelius two weeks ago, two Saturdays ago. Holy shit. Was her hair 
not a fucking nest. She looked like the Night King from Game of Thrones with that crown on her head. It was so stupid. It looked horrible. I'm sorry. Like, excuse me. Her dress was like somewhat mediocre. I thought her veil was horrible. It had some sort of Latin, I think it was like words for family or some crap. And then her hair, oh my God. It had 1,500 bobby pins. Why does anyone need that? Oh my God. And like, doesn't your neck fucking hurt? How is Louis supposed to dip you? Your head's going to fall off. The other drama is that Melissa and Joe, her her only surviving family, her parents are dead and her brother didn't go to her wedding because she's a piece of shit and allegedly spread a rumor about her cheating, her about Melissa cheating on Joe at the reunion. No. Oh my God. At the cast finale three weeks ago. So they didn't go to the wedding. So there's all this drama that's all on tape, obviously. So we'll eventually see it pan out. But I'm just, I don't know. Excuse me. All of this news was like kind of sad, except for Chloe's baby, which like it's with Tristan. So hopefully got all of Chloe's genes and none of Tristan's. (laughs) I just... I'm kind of feeling uninspired lately and I don't know what's going to like put me back into a place of feeling inspired, but I feel like this, you know, this episode is obviously not the greatest and that's fine. I can admit that to myself, but I don't want that to be a trend. Obviously not. No, of course not. But like, how do I get myself out of my slump? How does anybody get out of a slump? I don't remember the last time I was in a slump. Am I in a slump? Shit, I think I am. I am burned out at work, I'll tell you that. It's probably why I have high blood pressure. (laughs) If I could just, like, not work for, like, six months, I would be such a different person. I truly would. Like, I would be so different and probably happier and thinner and I would sleep through the night. Not that I wake up. I don't have night terrors or anything. But, like, just, you know, like, I would have ease in life. I do want to just momentarily say, because this has been on my heart recently, for anyone going through anything that you keep to yourself or going through something that you don't publicly discuss or going through something that you do and it's very difficult, know that you're not alone. I have recently had many conversations about those types of feelings. And I think they are all too common right now. And I know we're all going to get out of it, but like, it is fucking hard. Things are really hard. And I think we, as people, especially in today's culture, like we, I was actually having this conversation with my parents a few weeks ago. People Like our human brains, I feel, have not evolved enough to the point in time where we are to handle what we are handling every day. And that's like stimulation, mental workload, like bandwidth, everything. Like we don't have the bandwidth to process all that's thrown at us as humans as we are today. Like, the information age that we currently live in is too much for our brains. And that's why we're all fucking depressed and like losing our minds. And we can't like 
we short circuit when we have to eat a healthy meal because how possibly we're supposed to do that because we have other many things to do, you know, like I simply don't think humans were meant to process this much. <laughs> and, and I realized like some stuff is by choice, like media, social media, internet that you can choose that to an extent. Fine. But like, you're telling me that every, are there 8 billion people in the world yet? Are there still seven, seven and a half billion people, whatever, how many, however many billion people, every person is handling and shouldering more with the finite amount of human brain capacity that we we have had for the last however many thousand years. It's not going to fucking work, man. And like, this is not substantiated in science. It was just like my thought process because we were discussing like why society has changed so much, even in the last 50 years. It's like, well, because A, I think our society has become much more open, which is also a burden to a lot of people, but also B, because we are shouldering so much. There's so much thrown at us. There's so much thrown at us as kids, like television, music, social media, freaking the news. The 24 hour opinion news cycle is exhausting. Why was that ever anyone's fucking idea? That's why we're all sad. And like, again, I'm no professional. I am no therapist. This is not rooted in science. However, I dare you to tell me I'm wrong because I can't be wrong. I'm sorry. Like our human brains are not capable of processing all this stuff. So it just sits there in our brains festering. And then we get things like depressed and sad and emotional. And like, we feel like we can't, you know, complete tasks and we short circuit because we don't have enough time in our brains and our worlds. Fuck. Oh, and this came up because we were talking about like work-life balance. And my, my dad always leans like your generation, this, your generation, that, her, 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 her. and it's like, hang on, that's not fair because my generation, I was born in 1990. I'm a millennial. So like I lived 9-11 as a child. I lived a recession as a teen. I lived, you know, all these other things as I was getting older in such a compressed amount of time. Whereas my parents politically and socially didn't have as they had, they had things, but like I've, I've read things that like millennials have incurred too much. Essentially. It's what, it's what, I've, what I've read. And my dad was like, your duration expects everything. And well, it's like, but we understand the value of good mental health. Your generation fucking didn't your generation screwed us with this work, 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 grind, grind, grind culture. Never take a day off. Never take a vacation. Always suffer. And now we're paying the price for that. And like, in theory, it's great to be like, I'm going to always use my PTO. I'm going to always take a vacation. I'm going to, you know, do all the things I say I'm going to do them and I'm going to make myself feel better. But in reality, it doesn't work. So yes, we're all burned out. Yes, we're all tired. Yes, we're all fucking depressed and sad. And we all need a fucking really big, like margarita and a really big pillow to take like a 24 day nap. (laughs) I personally, if I could like drink some sort of like tonic and sleep, like hibernate like a bear and sleep for like three months and then wake up skinny, I'd fucking do it. Like I might have to sell my soul. (laughs) I would consider. And like, not for nothing, like my... How am I saying this? How am I going to say this? 
I realize I always mention like the fact that I'm not skinny anymore and like I did not appreciate my skinniness when I had it. Trust me. I think about it every day. But the reason I think I'd be happier thin is because I was told I would be. And that's been ingrained in me. A lot of things are probably ingrained in all of us and we don't even know. You know, I saw this really funny. It shouldn't have been this funny, but like it kind of is. And this is not a shade to my family at all. I saw this. There's this TikTok trend going around now that's like, I don't need therapy. I need X, Y, and Z. It's like, I don't need therapy. I need my boyfriend to call me back. I don't need therapy. I need Lala. This girl was at lunch with her mom. And she was like, I don't need therapy. I need my mom to eat a whole sandwich. And you saw her plate and like the half, like top piece of bread was off the sandwich. And I was like, fuck, I feel that man. <laughs> like you're fucking right. That's so true. Like that whole generation of moms needed to eat that whole sandwich and we would be such different people. <laughs> can't tell me I'm wrong because I'm not. It's not possible. This is a really rambling on show. No wonder why my listens are down. Like I'm just like losing it constantly. (laughs) Next week I will be organized and back to my normal self. I'm just, I am one of those people that deals with things privately and not that I have things just, you know, this is not I don't share my whole life with you guys, despite what you may think. (laughs) And sometimes stuff is stressful. And I'm currently in a season of life where I have stress. As told by my blood pressure. But I do have to say, one thing that brought me so much joy this week is that I started reading the A Court of of Thorns and Roses series by Sarah J. Mass. It is absolutely phenomenal. Oh my God. I saw it on Book Talk. And like the first book, A Court of Thorns, uh, oh my God, A Court of Thorns and Roses is very good. But the following two books, like bring the story to a whole new life. Guys, can I tell you, I, I cried at one point in the books. I was staring at the pages in shock at other parts. I read 1400 pages in two days. And you're like, no, you didn't. You're lying. Ask my husband. I gave him a full dissertation on the events because he's never going to read these books. (laughs) He only grasped on to like a character that has a character arc that eventually is positive, but like in the middle, it's really murky. Like it's real fucking murky. And he keeps walking around the house like this character, this, this character, that. I'm not going to say who it is in case you read them. But like it's irritating because that's all he grasped was this one person's name. And it's not even the main character. It's not even a protagonist. It's not even like someone mostly good. It's like, this person sucks. <laughs> anyway, these books are, they. you meet this human girl and she enters a fanatical realm of sorts. And you meet different people and there's different kingdoms or courts as they call them. And this, this, I can't, it's so hard to explain without giving things away. Oh my God, is this so good? Like this writing like pulled me in. Like I was sucked into this writing. Oh my God. I haven't felt this way about a book in a long time. And like, yes, there are some very steamy chapters. Like I have a friend, she listens to the show. And she's listening to these books as audiobooks. She's like, I blush in the car. <laughs> Which like, yes. 
but it makes the characters so much more real and like you feel their real it's so fucking good you guys it i cannot recommend enough this series of books i'm three books in there's like a little novella after the third book which i'm gonna like need time to get over that book like it was just it was so good that um and then there's like a there's a big book i got it in the mail time my husband was like well that's a big book i was like i'll read it in two days <laughs> i have no life <laughs> all i do that's all i do is read i'm such a reader i'm such a bookworm that it you guys i cannot recommend enough they are so so good and it's being made into a series which is going to take years i realize but like oh i'm so excited i can't i love when characters come to life it makes me so happy (sighs) okay i'll let you go because i've rambled on for so long and I have nothing else to say. Go read A Court of Thorns and Roses. Read. Actually, I would dare say the following two books are so much better than the first, but you need to read the first for context. Like you have to read the first for context. You'll get through it. If you if you are an avid reader like me, you'll get through it quick. And then you're going to be like, let's tee up these next two books. Let's do it. Available at Barnes & Noble. I'm telling you, the minute this podcast pops off and I get sponsors, it's going to be like money left and right because I'm always talking about something. I'm always talking about somebody. But until then, the show is sponsored by no one except for Anger, who literally publishes the show, which thank you. And that's it for me. Thank you for listening to The Weekly Kate, the weekly show where I ramble on about stupid crap. (laughs) But I'm so grateful you are here. If you liked what you heard, please do a five-star review. If you didn't like what you heard, continue to leave a five-star review. Tell me how I can improve. Email me at theweeklykate at gmail.com. Instagram at theweeklykate. TikTok at theweeklykate. Everything at theweeklykate. And I'm Kate, and I'll see you next week. Bye.